Hello and welcome back to Caskheads, a podcast for whiskey, about whiskey. I'm Jordan and with me is my co-host and brother Luke, who's going to say hello. I am here. There we go, he is here. Right now, Luke's just going to leave and I'm going to pretend he's here the whole time. Yeah, I feel like you could do that. Like, <laughs> wait, wait. Do some, do some classic me reactions. Uh, 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 five facts, uh, uh, don't, uh I, I don't think I paid attention this episode. Well, that does sound like me, but I don't know. Uh, I don't think we covered five things this episode. <laughs> uh, uh, Dewey? Uh, 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 and there's a crack! Uh, oh, a crack of thunder! And, and the cask whisperer appears, and he's, he's got his little, his little quarter cask, and it's manic, and there's a few more ands, and, uh, yeah, and, uh, You do really... What were we on about? <laughs> you do a really good impression of me where my ADHD is like really yep. I'm trying to get a sentence out. <laughs> you also, but the only problem is, in none of that do you go, Sherry? Sherry? Which is arguably what I do more than anything else. Um, but that aside, um, after a little bit of sibling ribbery there, we're here to talk about whiskey, it turns out, on Cascades A podcast, which is for whiskey, about whiskey. We're going to talk about whiskey. Wow, we've never done that before. <laughs> Well, some of us have. Well, but we? more importantly, we're going to talk about corn whiskey because I don't think we've actually reviewed one yet. I know we covered corn briefly in the rules for American whiskey, but I don't think we've actually reviewed a corn whiskey itself. I have no idea. Now, I could have gone back and re-listened to the 40-odd episodes that we've released. Wait, no way, really? Crazy. I found out this morning. I was like, wait, what? That, that can't be true. That's That's not right. I think someone is posting. <laughs> this isn't us. Anyway, corn whiskey is actually a separate category to bourbon in America. Bourbon must be at least 51% corn. However, it must also be matured in charred brand new American oak casks, as we said before. The casks can't have held anything. Now, this is where corn whiskey comes in. Corn whiskey must be a higher ratio than that. They use have to use at least 80% corn in the mash bill. And if it's aged, it must be you must go into used or uncharred brand new oak casks. So they can use ex-bourbon casks, or if they use brand new... Well, they could use ex-anything, as long as it's oak casks. But if it's brand new oak, they can't char it like they have to in, in with bourbon. So it's two slightly different categories. The other big misconception is, um, and I'm sure I've said this before, just because it's at least 51% corn for bourbon doesn't mean they can't do 100% corn bourbon. Just as with it being 8% corn for corn whiskey, they can do 100% corn whiskey. They're two very different styles, but you have to have at least this amount in. Now, I should also point out... Um, corn whiskey can actually, in fact, be unaged. And to my knowledge, this is the only whiskey in America that actually has this classification. They can just distill the spirit. Um, and as long as it falls under the corn whiskey standards, they can still call it whiskey. That's, I mean, it's it's a little bizarre, but it it's okay. It falls under the uh, official American guidelines. Um, I think this probably stems back a little bit to prohibition times, as far as I could tell. And certainly, I suspect corn whiskeys in the past got quite a bad reputation for this reason. But corn whiskeys today are safe to drink, it turns out. Imagine if we lived in a world where the prohibition never happened. Oh, I mean, no Bugsy Malone for a start. No random tunnels. So many film I mean, plots wouldn't exist. There'd always be random tunnels. Not prohibition tunnels. That's though. true. There wouldn't be prohibition There's tunnels. There's always old prohibition tunnels that they have to go into. Even in places point. that aren't to do with prohibition. Yeah. They're just like digging through the Arctic and like, hey, these are some old prohibition tunnels. You know, they had to go far out to... You, you gotta do what you gotta do. 
You gotta do what you gotta do. Now, another category of uh, corn whiskey is straight corn whiskey. Now, straight is a classification for all American whiskies, um, which must conform to certain rules to achieve this title. It must be at least two years old and have nothing added to it other than water before bottling, so they can't add color to it, they can't add any sweeteners. Apparently, with some of the other categories, they can add a little bit of sweetener to it. It's it, I, I double-checked it, and it's a very small amount. It's no more than, like, 2.5%, which is still a crazy amount to add, I suppose, but when it's straight, you can't add anything to it. I will also point out that um, in distilling circles, corn is often widely reviewed as being a bit kind of rather bland and flavourless uh, as, a, as a spirit. It's, it's often regarded as being used for the volume rather than the flavour when it comes to its inclusion in most of the bourbon uh, mash bills as well as, as rye. I, I narrowed this, I kind of looked more into this and it seems to be a lot like the misconceptions behind using grain whiskey in blends. Um, yes, you can use a far more industrious kind of high volume uh, yield to your, to your outcome and yes, you're sacrificing flavour, but like anything, if they do use it and focus more on the flavour, you do get a lot coming through. So I think, again, it's one of these bigger misconceptions where it's being abused a lot, and so people think that applies to all corn whiskies, um, or corn spirit particularly, and it's just, it just doesn't seem to be doing it justice at the moment. Um, however, some of the older, more traditional kind of strains of corn, which, like I was saying before, they've been altered from the industrial scale, actually impart a lot of different flavours, uh, particularly in ones that we're going to be getting to in a moment. Uh, now, although there are several corn whiskies out there, I have had to narrow it down as ever, because I don't think we could really drink them all. Uh, if for no other reason, I don't think my wallet would really like it when I had to take that much money out of it in one go. And so I narrowed it down and I settled on baby blue corn whiskey from the Balcones Distillery. Oh, baby blue, what, look what they've done to you. Uh, firstly, I've wanted to try this whiskey for a long time now. Uh, and secondly, because when I read the name Balcones, I'm instantly transported to a mob-style movie. I mean, like, hey, we're the Balcones family. Oh, yeah, I see that. You see what I mean? Jimmy the Rat sends his regards. Why is it always Jimmy the Rat? Jimmy the Rat's everywhere. Jimmy the Rat's, like, notorious on the streets. Uh, the distillery is actually located in Texas. <gasps> I knew you'd like that bit as well. Nice. And they began distilling at their first site in 2009. However, in 2014, they began building their second distillery, which is the one they use now, at a larger nearby site, finally opening it in 2016. Many things happened in 2009. Go on. Just many things. So, you know, I'm just waiting for one thing. No, you don't need an example. I don't do this for you. Okay. The people out there know. <laughs> the people out there know, and, and they, they know that they know, and that I know that they know, and that's the, all they need to know. The 2009 truthers. Oh, the... the... The 2009s, yeah. as we call them. The, the distillery offers a wide range of whiskies, including bourbon, because, as I've said before, bourbon does not need to be made exclusively in Kentucky. In fact, they even make use of malted barley grown in Texas as well. Oh. The company is actually very openly flavour-led. They um, the, the grains that they use are chosen specifically for their flavours the, uh, over just yield. Their distillers all come from a brewing background as well because they, they know that fermentation is a very key stage when it comes to getting flavours in the beginning. Uh, and so they see basically, like I said before, you start making a beer and then you distill it. So they've deliberately got people who know how to brew before it even gets to the distillation stage, really taking on those flavours. Um, the copper pot stills that they use have actually been made by uh, Forsyths in uh, Scotland, who are undoubtedly one of the most respected coppersmiths in the business. They actually had them. Um, I don't know if they shipped the stills or if they made them there. I'd like to believe just some really big helicopters flew stills over. Like, maybe some of those, um, oh, the, 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 the double ones. Um, Chuck it. Chinooks. 
Yes. Wow, I cannot believe I was genuinely close. Yeah. Um, just just carrying stills across the ocean, that'd be a pretty cool sight. A lot of fuel, though. That's probably probably inefficient. Travel. They probably might have put them on submarines, actually. No. <laughs> Uh, now they have also have a very strict cask policy, and they only pick up the suitable, the most suitable casks for each release. Uh, and interesting because of Texas's climate, um, it's not even very hot, but you get very wild, extreme temperature swings, and so the spirit is exposed to this and it ages quite differently. Um, their range actually includes: they do a Texas pot still bourbon, as I've said; they do a hundred percent, hundred proof rye, sorry which is a lovely, nice, spicy one. I've had that before, and I, I really like I mean, I'm a big fan of rye whiskeys anyway. Um, they also do a Texas single malt, which I have tried and I was very impressed with. Brimstone is actually another one that they do, which I haven't tried, and I'm curious about this, because apparently their um, their, their cereal grain is smoked using sun-baked Texas scrub oak. Now, I don't know what scrub oak is. I'm, I'm kind of guessing, like, doesn't seem like it's grown to its full potential, maybe? I don't know. It doesn't sound nice. Hmm. But uh, it's like a smoked corn whiskey, I think. Um, and then finally, they do Baby Blue, which is the one that we're, we're trying. Now, apparently, Baby Blue corn comes from Mexico. Nice. That's, uh, that's a specific uh, strain of corn. Uh, it is rich. Sorry, it is a rich and oily maize. It adds a new sophistication to the corn whiskey tradition while keeping the freshness and verve of classic American distilling. And yes, I did just take that straight from their website because I was just impressed with that whole statement to be honest government warning according to the surgeon general oh yes the surgeon general women should not drink alcohol alcoholic beverages during pregnancies because of the risk of birth defects this is how wild America is consumptions of alcoholic beverages impairs your ability to drive a car or operate machinery and may cause health may no as they put at the very end it may cause health despite being proven that like any amount of alcohol causes health problems now this is how wild America is not the fact that they put that statement on the bottle I have no problem with that but the fact that their surgeon is a general I was going to say who is a surgeon general he leads an army of surgeons made from roasted blue corn I'd love to eat some blue corn (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) we'll go to Mexico and we'll just get you a, a, a husk of blue corn you can just chomp down on that bad boy I'm fine with that okay I'll bet that in mind. Raw corn for you it is. Now, the idea is to create an intentionally younger spirit. This showcases more of that initial flavour from the corn without too much cask influence overpowering it. And uh, I believe with blue corn, it's at least six months old? Yeah. Uh, yeah, aged at least six months in oak. So it's still... You've got to remember, like I say, six months doesn't sound like that much, but with Texas's kind of temperature over there, it's does help it quite a lot. 46%, you're getting a bit more kind of that flavour coming through. And... Now it's Luke's. Luke, the nostril Briggs, is stepping up to the plate. He's a veteran whiskey sniffer, um, having sniffed 40 at least, because we found out. Well, no, because you want on every episode, so it, maybe 40. It is slow drips. Slow drips, first of all. He's gone in with a classic drip, yes. The, the nostrils are being brought to the glass. Ah, it still smells of sherry. Still smells of sherry, even though no sherry has gone near this. That's interesting. I'm starting to think maybe he has sherry up his nose. Sweet. It is sweet. But, like, not very sweet. But, but not... Like it's very it's sweet. not the smoky one. It's not the smoky one. Now, this is this is very impressive. Lucas identified sherry, sweet, and slow drops. Okay. Well, sweet is really pushing the bar. I'd more describe it as not smoky. 
I mean, you you love to see such classic form with this kind of uh, performance. He really is at peak of his whiskey sniffing career right now. I said what I said. <laughs> right then. Do 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 do. See, the legs are quite far apart. It is a nice oily whiskey. There's not many of them. I know what you mean, but they are quite far apart as well. Very light colour to it. Um, I mean, again, you can tell there's not a lot of cask influence. For, I mean, particularly for American whiskey, this looks more like a Scotch kind of level of uh, of colour. Are they meant to be darker? A lot of American whiskies tend to be darker, but, but again, that's because most light like colour. Because most of them use casks. <laughs> This one doesn't use a cask. No, this one has used a cask. It's been aged for at least six months in our I don't casks. know, maybe it was aged inside corn, Jordan. Oh, wow. That'd be crazy. No, no, they didn't age it inside corn. It's corn whiskey, maybe they do things differently. It really does on the nose smell like corn. I know that sounds silly to say, but it does. I As love that. As a person that eats sweet corn literally on the daily, some might call me a sweet corn addict. I wouldn't say it smells like corn. It does. It smells a little bit like uh, corn on the cob. No. When you get, like, fresh corn with its leaves, do you cook it with the leaves on? I never get fresh corn with the leaves. Really? Never. Oh. I don't trust them leaves. If corn was meant to have leaves, they would put the leaves in the freezer bag. Um... <laughs> I don't know where to start with that one. You're also getting a little bit of, like, the cask oak coming through, but it's not too heavy. And to say it's only six months old, well, at least six months old, rather. I was six months old once. It's not too heavy on the spirit as well you can really really get your nose in there and it's not it's not hitting the back of your nostrils too hard um now taste wise it's it's rather oily like i was saying you can it really coats the mouth nicely it's quite a viscous spirit use it to fry some onions you probably could fry some onions but that'd be a bit of a waste of the onions didn't see that one coming did you fried onions is always good mm. fried onions bit of garlic everyone comes in at the kitchen bag it smells amazing in here oh my god what culinary life hack have you just discovered? Onions and garlic. I, are you a professional chef? No, I just fried onions and garlic. Really is a nice kind of sweeter, buttery kind of mess to it. It actually reminds me a little bit of, uh, I mean, obviously some high corn, corn. high corn uh, ratio bourbons, but actually the one I was thinking of is um, uh, Paul John, the Indian whiskey. That they're, they're barley because, the again, a higher kind of flavour yield to, to um, volume ratio. It comes through with that almost a butteriness. And it really is a nice side. I'm, I'm happy. I, I really did want to try this and I have not been let down by baby blue corn. I'm sad it's not blue. I mean, it's blue. It no. be blue. No, it's not the same. Well, they can't add colouring. Actually, no, this isn't straight, so they could have had colouring, but they wouldn't have been able to add blue colouring to it. So, five facts. Five facts. 80%. If what? Corn. Is what? Corn, corn, corn is corn. 80% corn. Corn is corn, you heard doesn't it here. Eight corn whiskey doesn't have to be aged. Corn whiskey does not have to be aged, you are correct. Yep. Um, um, I was trying to remember them this episode. Uh, uh, Texas. <laughs> it's Mexican. Mexican corn. Mm-hmm. That's three. Mm-hmm. This is forty-six percent, and it's aged for six months. At least six months. Yeah. That was actually rather efficient. I'm quite concerned for you. Thanks, because right I read the label. I'm a visual learner. Auditory, not so much. 
Hey everyone, so it's Jordan. Just want to hop in right here to say, sorry this episode's a week late. Um, I don't even know why it happened. Just didn't keep track of time on this one. No excuse. Uh, the next episode, to keep it in line, will be going up a week later instead of two weeks so we can come back onto the right date. So that should make it the... I'm so terrible at this. I need to have calendar open before I start this message, but I never remember to. Uh, so this one goes up on the 17th. So it'll be the 24th, uh, Saturday the 24th of September for the uh, next episode. And that should get us back in line. All right, have a great one. Bye. Well, this has been Cascades. I'm Luke, that's Jordan. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please rate, rug, comment, row, view, and subscribe. Rate, row, 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 row. And if you would like to, I would also like to thank Adrian and Alison of the Wee Dragon Whiskey Shop in Bakewell. They're super nice, they know their stuff, and they've got whiskey. That's true. Uh, you can visit their website. You can visit their website at www.weedram.com. Code UK. Okay. Well done. Um, now with this one editing goof. We'd like to leave you. Goodbye. <laughs> Not now with this one editing goof. What? What do you want? I don't have a script. That's true. But imagine if you did, it wouldn't make a difference. It wouldn't. But I, <laughs> I could feel better about it. See you. Bye. Sorry, you look like you were about to say something. No. You were just look up, looking up to me in awe. No. No, no. I, there was a lot of numbers and I was like, am I a mathematician? <laughs> I, no, 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 this is not maths. Not so hot on the reverse math. If Jimmy has 80 corn whiskeys mm-hmm. Felicia has 12, how many bourbon calves does Alex have? Well, officially or off the books? That's the real question, isn't it? It is.